Gerardo, are you there? Hey, mate. It's good to have a chat to you again. <laughs> we are back on the air on the Red Vault. Welcome back, everybody listening. We are thrilled to be back. I'm in Brisbane. Hubert's in um, Noosa, but he sounds like he's in the toilet. Is it really? Is it really echoey? It's very echoey, but it's hilarious. You should leave that bit in. I bet you I'm going to chop it. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to try something. Hang on a sec. I'm going to try getting out of the toilet. Is that what you're going to do? I'm Gerardo Poli. I'm Hubert Hemstra, and this is The Vet Vault. We're back. We're back on the air. This is the vet vault. Do you know what the vet vault is? Oh, the vet vault. Forgot what the vet vault was, mate. How long, <laughs> have, been, how long have you been? You survived. You survived your epic trek through northern Australia. It's, it's, it's been a bit longer than I anticipated. Yes, I had visions of podcasting all through my journey, all during my journey across the north end of Australia. Uh, I did not account for lack of internet, severe lack of internet, you hear that Australia, um, the outback of Australia is remote. Uh, you don't really have any, or I had no idea how remote remote actually is. Um, so no podcasting, no work at all, but I am back. I have arrived and I'm at a place where we can podcast and very happy to be back. How about you? You survived being um, not eaten by crocodiles and what other kind of poisonous snakes and things we have in Australian spiders? Yes. Freaking stingers, they're the things that scare me the most. So once you get to past sort of broom in, in the northwest of Australia, suddenly there's box jellyfish and irukandji, things that want to kill you in the water. There's crocodiles everywhere. Um, the sharks eat the crocodiles. The crocodiles, it's, it's mental. It's, uh, you have all these beautiful coastal areas and you can't go near the water. Luckily, you luckily, don't dare go in the water. You don't dare. But you do have some areas where you can swim. And I don't know. Is it as amazing as it is purely because you can't swim for so long? And then when you get to a place where you can swim, it feels like you're in heaven. Uh, but I do reckon, ironically, some of the best swims I've had in my entire life have been in the north of Australia, in the Kimberley, the Northern Territory, some of those gorgeous, oh, it's just crystal clear, beautiful, fresh fish everywhere and, um, and no crocodiles in those. So absolutely magical. Wow, that sounds stunning. Sounds stunning. Well, it's great to have you back, mate. Thank you, mate. Um, and what have you been up to? A few things while you've been away on holiday, mate. I've just been doing some work. Uh, nah, it's been very busy uh, in the hospitals, busier than um, um, periods, same periods last year. So um, trying to get back into the swingy things with de-escalating COVID protocols and then hiring staff and uh, a lot of things that we, we normally would do six months in advance to um, uh, seasonal busyness, uh, we actually just had to, we put off because of COVID. Now we're just kind of scrounging. I'm, I'm fairly certain like the rest of the Australian veterinarian, uh, veterinarians and nurses and teams around Australia, that are trying to um, increase their staffing levels to cope with the increased number of pets that come through our hospitals. Everybody I speak to say the same thing. It's really crazy. I don't, does anybody know why? Why are vets so busy? Oh, well, like uh, the pet ownership has gone through the roof, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Um, so, well, that's my take on it. Now, we, what I particularly just focus on, not necessarily why, but what can we do to, to keep the teams um, steaming along, um, keeping them going without burnout and um, trying to provide the same, if not better levels of care than we did before. So that's, that's the big challenge. So 
what have you done to prevent burnout? Because I, I know that, I don't know about the rest of the world, it seems like it's a global problem, but finding enough staff, vets and otherwise, seems to be a major challenge for everybody. What have you guys been doing to, with the increased workload to, to prevent burnout in your staff? Oh, we've been hiring, to be honest, the most, the, the, we normally hire in the quiet season and in, in, during the middle of winter. And then, so our team is ready to rock and roll for summer. Um, but uh, we didn't hire as many as we needed to because of COVID and the inability to train because we were segregated into teams. Mm. So it's, it's kind of just been playing catch up. And I think this month, December, just this month, we've um, kind of got full teams, which is, which is quite amazing. Magic. What about the Vet Success Academy? How's that going, man? You've, you've been throwing a bit of clinical stuff in there as well. Yeah, we started clinical. So we've done three months of Vet Success Academy clinical, which is uh, we, the first month was on splenectomies and some medical cases as well, and xylitol toxicity. And then we did um, a month of GDVs. And then we did the last month was all about seizures and dystocias. So we've had incredible feedback from people around the world. And now this month is on interception. So we, we take, uh, we've got years of footage and, and now we're going back through the footage and, and breaking down surgery step-by-step step and pro tips and things to do, things not to do. So I think there's like, what was it, an hour and a half of video just on GDVs, which is really cool. So in the same was, was probably a bit less for cesareans, but um, it was, it was, it was great. And I love working on it because I learned so much from it as well as presenting. And also the feedback is very rewarding too, knowing that we've created something which people find incredibly useful. So, but the performance side is going great too. We just did our, our um, finishing the year strong. And, and that was a live cast where we focused on trying to finish 2020 with a bang because generally people get to December and take their foot off the pedal. But this is, you get to December, you should keep your foot on the pedal because it's like driving around a racing track. You don't take your foot off the pedal when you're heading down the home straight. So that's December, which is the home straight. So you keep, you keep your foot down and, and finish off and, 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 and make sure you finish everything, everything that you want to achieve in, in the year. So um, that was a special live cast just for that. And then I feel like I need to start doing something instead of finishing. Yeah, put, you strong. need to put your foot I'm back gonna, on the pedal. I've got to start the engine somehow, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you've, you've, you've had a bit of a, a career break, mate. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And having said that, right, having said that, and this, this is one thing that, um, uh, which I don't know if you really realize it, but having the time off, and you know the difficulty has been finding a place to live because I wouldn't rent a house to you either, mate. So, um, but somehow you found somewhere to live. Um, the the necessity that came around, n- like not taking action on something you really wanted to take action on. Yeah. So now you have this incredible drive, motivation to to push through, right? And 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 to get things started again. But you wouldn't have had that if you didn't take that time. But also, that time was time with family, mate. So yeah. 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 I I, I tease. Um, I can't recommend highly enough for, to, for anybody to, if you can at all, or work towards taking an extended break from your everyday life, no matter how much you love it. Look, I, I don't I hate what I do. Uh, I love doing the podcast. I, I really wanted to keep doing it. But having said that, being forced to just step away from it and, and really just being present, being, being saying, well, there's nothing else on my mind right now because there's no point thinking about the next podcast or thinking about the shift from the other night or what are we going to do is just to say, well, especially because we camp just to go well, every day is where we're going to sleep, get the camp going. What are we going to eat? 
and where we're going to go and explore and and that mental space that you get uh, especially if you're stuck on something or stuck in a rut or you or you reconsidering a career or wondering are you doing what you meant to be doing um it's it's magic it, it really you do get to know yourself a little bit it's challenging with kids i'm not going to lie um, that's much much hard people say how's the holiday i go it wasn't really a holiday it was a it was an adventure but it wasn't much of a holiday but uh, just having that mental space and learning new things and exploring and and finding out things about yourself that you'd long since forgotten um Definitely worth doing. I can't see Gerardo ever doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking then about how long you should take off, and then, and then I just realised that that I think it's incredibly in in like uh, like an individual kind of feeling. So I about four days off off doing stuff that I love doing. I like like um, the Success Academy or AES work, I start to go like, Oh God, I, I, I got to do some. Whoa. I can tell you, I don't think it's that individual. <laughs> you need to, so you got your, your week holiday where you, where you literally, let's say you go on a holiday for a week. You go, okay, I'm going to do some fun things. I'm going to sleep a bit. I'm going to read a bit, but it's that in itself mm. is a, is yeah. a plan, a planned activity. Uh, it's getting away, recharging and you need mm. those at the two week mark. You start getting edgy. You're like, oh, yeah. I need to get back to work. You know, I'm feeling a bit useless because you don't know yourself. You don't know what you do with your time if you don't have these other things to chase. It's literally, and it sounds ridiculous, people listening to this will go, how oh, the hell am I ever going to have more than a month off? It's only at about the month mark where you get into that rhythm yeah. of this is everyday life. What's happening in my mind that's not focused on something else? Oh, and you start noticing things around you or about those around mm-hmm. you. And again, you're about yourself. You bump into things about yourself that you might not want to bump into. Um, but I think sometimes it's important to, to explore that. So this is going to be my, this is my, my, my new, my, my new mission is going to be to get your to take an extended break. <laughs> I took a month off um, when I went to Nepal and, and trekked to Everest base camp. Yeah. And I was edging to come back to work at the end of that. I was like, Saw some incredible things, life-changing moments. Seeing the sunrise over Everest mm. was just like the most humbling experience. And that was probably, it was one of the triggers for me, which uh, made me want more in my own life. Um, yeah. I felt so small. I felt that all the things that I've achieved, not all the, not in a, de- a demeaning way, but the things that was the significance that I added to things, the, the, the drama potentially that I added to things, I just felt like as if that was nothing and I had so much more to contribute. And that was a, a life-changing moment for me. The mountain is so freaking big, dude. Well, I was at 5,600 meters, could barely breathe, and that thing is another 3,200, 3,300 meters up in the air. It just dominates the sky like no mountain you've ever seen before. It's incredible. I, 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 that's awesome. I like that a lot. Uh, I had a similar thing with Australia, specifically the, the north of, of Australia, but not so much in terms of grandeur, like the mountain is grandeur, more in terms of ancientness, of a, of a sense of immense oldness and time. Uh, you have these cultures, you, so you go to the Northern Territory and to the Kimberley and you really bump into the Aboriginal culture of Australia. Um, you're all aware of it in the cities, but you don't see it. You don't feel it. And there's spots there where it's thick with a sense of spirituality. When there's, there's a place in Kakadu National Park where there's rock paintings um, from 
one culture that's been living in that one spot for more than 20,000 years. So you stand there and you're looking at, wow. at, you're looking at, at art that's potentially 20,000 years old. You just go, whoa, my wow. word, where our little lives are so, so short and so instant. I would recommend anybody who ever has the chance to explore the north of Australia, um, if you can tear yourself away from the beaches and the forest, and that is to go up there. And it's, uh, it's tough. It's not easy traveling. It's hot. And it's, as I said, it's very remote. It's a, it's a strange feeling. It's seriously realizing that this is the water that I have. If when this runs out, if I don't get to the next stop, well, there's no more water. <laughs> Even that in itself puts things into perspective a little bit. But yes, lovely, amazing. Dude, that's epic. That's epic. I'll take you there one day. Yeah, we're, we're back on track. We've got Hubert in front of a microphone. Yes. Um, and that means now that I have to communicate with this gentleman again <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a more regular basis. I had a good, a good holiday from Hubert. I thought that was... <laughs> You missed got multiple me. messages a day. One of the few people that I reply to. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are back. We are full of enthusiasm and, and plans. Um, if you think I was annoying before, Gerardo, now I'm going to be on your case because I am full of flame for this podcast. We're going to do some great things. I've been learning a lot. The one thing I I did do throughout the trip is I I kept on on my podcasting course that I'm doing podcast podcast how to be a better podcaster. And, and make more content and make more valuable content for your listeners. Uh, so our aim is going to be to connect with you, our listeners, uh, with you listening to the show today right now. We want to create this into an incredible community that adds a lot of value to you. Uh, we're going to do that through better conversations, more conversations. We're going to uh, we at the point of launching the clinical podcast for, for all of you guys. Um, I think you're going to love it. I'm going to love doing it regardless whether you like it or not. And I'm going to drag Gerardo along for the ride, kicking and screaming if I have to. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually really love the clinical podcast because I, I learned so much more Dude. about oh, like the other fields. And also it keeps me up to date with the emerging things and sometimes even the most common things. Yeah. Totally. Well, I, I get the added benefit of when I edit it, so I because I listen again and then I do the show notes for it, and uh, so I'm I'm. It's the most continuing education I've ever done. It's incredible. I'm going to be very smart at the end of all of this. Uh, so we're super excited about that. So we just wanted to say hello before we launch the next official episode. I just wanted to say we're back, we're ready, um, and I thought I'd just share. So when I got back to the land of internet and technology last week, I started going through all the thousands of emails that I haven't read including emails for the, for the podcast. I apologize, anybody, if I've missed any correspondence or didn't get back to you. It's not because I was rude. It's just because I couldn't do it. I've been telling people that you, that you were killed by a crocodile, mate. So <laughs> um, people who messaged me, is, is, is the vet vault coming up again? Is there going to be a podcast? I'm like, Huber got, in, got eaten by a crocodile in Northern Territory. And <laughs> Oh, I went, I went a bit, I went a bit crocodile daddy. Went a bit off the, um, I've been shaving with a knife and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I found one email listener feedback that that really um, surprised me, but in a, in a nice way. And I thought I'd share it with everybody listening in case you need this, because I think a lot of us need to hear this. I certainly do. I, I'll, I'll tell you about the. Well, let me let me read you the the email. Um, it's not a veterinarian. I just presume that everybody who listens to the podcast is a, a vet or somebody closely related to the profession um but i've got this one um, i'm emailing to say thank you for your fabulous podcast so good taste obviously that's a good start um, i found your podcast only a few months ago 
<laughs> and I've enjoyed listening to it ever since. I've no vet background, but I've been a pet mum all my life and sadly lost my beloved cat just a few weeks ago. Um, then she goes on to tell us about the cat, a chronic kidney disease, and it was in researching about the cat's disease that she was looking for resources and she found podcasts and then she found a few veterinary podcasts um, and finding the life and work of veterinary of veterinary surgeons and nurses very interesting and it led me to listen to yours i've been deeply moved by the kindness i've been shown by my cat's vet and her practice and since she died i've written to thank them personally for all the remarkably special things they have said and done that have meant so much to me at such a difficult time my cat was my soulmate and losing her has and is unbearable. But what I've found remarkable is how much kindness and compassion there is in your profession. I feel that kindness from your podcast and the people that you speak to. And I wanted to reach out and say that having suffered from mental health issues over the last few years to the point of having to have to leave my old career and now being on a journey of recovery, I'm drawn to consider a new direction and working with animals surrounded by such caring people. Um, and to me, I read that and I just went, that's, we talk about it. We're also used to the profession, how we are with people, and there's all this, there's a, still a lot of negativity about clients and you know unappreciative clients. And I feel it. I feel you, when you put everything in and you don't get a lot of thanks. And then to get something like that is just I just found it really moving to go that that people do they do really care and they and and when we are being at our best for them. It really does make a difference. And I, th and I, I replied to her. I said, that's, that's an incredible letter. Thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time to say thanks. And also, thank you for taking the time to say thank you to your vet. I, I guarantee that you made your vet's day. And she said, oh, good, because they, they never replied, um, which is a lesson to me because I almost, almost never reply to thank you cards from, from clients. Um, that's going to change. Uh, she, she wanted to know, well, I think it would have meant a lot for her to, to know how much it meant to a vet to, to have a, a thank you card. But the reason I wanted to say it on here is just to remind people, I, I struggle with it often to say, well, what's the point of what we do? Does it really matter? I mean, there's so many problems in the world. What does it matter if you save one cat or help one cat? You don't even save it. Um, that's the point right there. It's just that it means so much to so many people. And when you do it with love and with kindness, it means even more. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep your chin up. It means a lot to everybody. That's a really moving um, message there. And I really appreciate, um, I don't know her name, but I really appreciate you if you're listening to this. Johanna, or, sorry, I never said. Johanna, if you're listening to this, I told you I was going to tell everybody about you. <laughs> Johanna, I really appreciate you sharing that. And it's moved me. Um, and there's a few things that I, I, I suppose that we don't really realize in the background, but one positive letter of acknowledgement is so powerful because veterinarians in in general like well, at least the brain the, the human brain in general is designed to not want to experience negative things again that means that if something happens like one bad thing might happen then that might make that vet feel like a failure but they forget that they've impacted so many pet owners and their pets positively over that day over that week and it just totally negates that one negative experience, not to say you shouldn't see what you could learn about yourself or about the experience or about the business or how you can improve a service from a complaint or even like a negative experience, but, but just one, like a message like that can, can really make a massive impact on someone's day. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Joanne. It was just so nice to, to, to hear about the, 
the empathy that she experienced at her practice and then from our profession. It makes me really proud to be part of the profession. I've said it before, uh, starting the podcast has been one of the best things for, for my love of the profession because it just makes me realize how much enthusiasm, cleverness, compassion, love and empathy is in our profession and we should all be proud to be part of it. Oh, no, mate, I'm super proud to be part of this profession. But I think that one thing that has been a big shift for us as, as a business is the focus. Um, and we've been through, I'm, I'm sure many practices have been through this journey where your team, like as veterinarians in general, you just want to be clinically good. Yes. Because if, you, if, you're, if you're clinically good, you have all the knowledge, all the skills, then you can save pets' lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you save pets' lives, then clients, and then, then clients are happy. But, but I think that focus is... Let's say it's not wrong. I just think it's somewhat misdirected a little bit in that if we can, fo- like, so at, at Animal Service, we're focusing on clients mm-hmm. in, in a way that we want to deliver the best service possible for clients mm-hmm. because what we forget is that we could be the best clinician for pets ever in the world. I'm sure people will fly around to come and see you, actually. I'll take that back. You could be a really good clinician, right? Um, and, and know everything you need to do. But if you can't communicate, you can't connect, you can't demonstrate empathy, you can't be the person that that, that client wants you to be in the consult room, right? The person they're looking for, that they can trust, they can trust with the care of their beloved pet, then it doesn't matter what you know. So we're shifting it, at least from a, a, from a conscious business perspective, to, to a client focus so that we can offer the best care, best possible service for our client, be there, be the person they need us to be, because that will enable us to provide better care for pets in general. At least that's my perspective. And, and um, I'm happy to hear as well what Hubert said, that you've experienced those amazing emotions and feelings from your, from your local veterinarian who helped you through that difficult time, Joanna. Thank you again, Joanna, for, for getting in touch with us. And anybody else out there, if there's any other non-vet listeners, I would, we would love to hear from you and, and get your take it's really interesting to get an outsider's perspective on what we do Um, and of course veterinarians i do love your emails it inspires us to keep going and gives us new ideas to to work on so please get in touch we love hearing from you Um, let's call it a day there i think we are excited we'll get our first official episode out in the next week or so and we'll be off with the roaring start and best of luck for the rest of the year for the busy season for many of us and we'll chat to you soon. Right Take care, everyone, team. Have a good Christmas. And you and I will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.